Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. So now we're here in the studio with Clementine March and MF Tomlinson. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Really a pleasure and honor. I wonder if we could start the show with a song from each. Pleasure. Sounds good. Clem, you want to go first? Yeah. Thank you for that, Michael. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to play some songs from my album, Songs of Resilience. And actually, the album was made for uh, acoustic purposes because I I recorded during lockdown. So it makes lots of sense to play them here, just for me and my guitar. This song is called Panic Attack, and that's the first song of my album. Thanks. 
This was great. And MF, would you play us one? Sure thing. So this song's called Strange Time. It's the title track from my album. And it, it was originally uh, called Plague Time, but I changed the lyric because it was a bit too... Everyone's like, you've written a nice song, but it's a bit, it's a bit much. So I changed, changed to Strange Time, uh, and that actually really gave birth to the whole record. It was, it was much better. So thank you to my friends who offered me opinions because it helped. Strange Time, here we go. God exists, it seems the world is really ending The sky is red with flames and now there is a plague I'm still completely stunned when you said this year would be different I should have asked you what that meant Somehow the days drift into weeks Slipped into seasons But in here It's like it's twilight All the time Now That the city Is oh so quiet And the sirens fill The air with a Bitter cry It's a strange time Strange time Strange time, 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 strange time. Now I'm locked down in my home Just scrolling on my phone I'm trying to fathom the tragedy now and hereafter Everybody's been saying how they need to take a break We got more than we bargained for this time We got a strange time Strange time, strange time, strange time, strange time. It ain't playtime. Now I'm locked down in my home Practicing the saxophone The neighbors ain't happy But then again, who's really happy? 
Now's the time to do all the things that you've been putting off. Like pray to your maker that everything will be alright. It is peaceful and uneasy in the evening. I lean out my windowsill and sip my glass of wine. Now all of the towns and the city are all so quiet. Can you feel us all looking up at the distant sky in a strange time? Strange time. Strange time. Strange time. It ain't playtime. Thanks, this was beautiful. Cheers. Clementine, I've met a few years ago here in London, and I know you've been a while in Brazil. Uh, yeah, we met, I remember we met towards uh, very nice music around the Total Refreshment uh, Center scene as well. And yes, I spent my mid-twenties in Brazil and, and uh, Argentina as well. And in Brazil, it was very fundamental for my music learning. I mean, I'm still in love, but I was really digging into uh, traditional Brazilian culture and also more contemporary. And I learned guitar playing this genre called Choro which is from Rio, as you know that very well yourself. And uh, yeah, I could see musicians, I learned Portuguese. It's massively important country for me in my, in my upbringing. You are the one that introduced me to MF. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. great. He's a great songwriter. I met with uh, MF Michael. How many years ago, Michael? I can't remember. Like, I think it was, um, I remember your record coming out on Lost Map, and then I just totally fanboyed. Yeah, you are just like, oh my god, I love oh, your music. Thank you. So, so I, and then, Clem, and then Clem was nice enough to be friends with me. <laughs> no, no, actually, just like, wow. But Michael doesn't know that I, I, I had seen him playing live with his band. This wonderful, like, family circus band where they're like seven or eight on stage, and he, you were playing at Moth Club. I think it was two years ago. The Moth Club show was that the one that was the headline show at Moth Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It, it was packed. I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we didn't know each other at the time and that show was magical for me because michael has a kind of uh, very emotional input output i should say in his music uh, which is rare these days and i, I think i've been craving that and looking for that then we knew that we were going to be mates because we were just always uh, bolstering each other's confidence by saying super nice things about each other's music really wow very um, true <laughs> yeah, and, and and also yes yeah no just firm friends basically You're both based in London, but you're from different places. Mm. Clem came from France and you're from Australia. Right. And how was this moving and getting here? Why did you move to London? I was in a band when I was young. Like, I've been in bands since I was, uh, like, 17 or whatever. And then I my band got, like, signed when I was 20 or yeah. 19. So that's my, like, whole life. I've just been in, in bands. And worked at bars and cafes. And so when I, 
when this band broke up, we'd already done this tour. We'd like done like the the South by kind of showcase thing, where you, you basically buy a round the world ticket and you go to like L.A., Austin, New York, London, and then you come back. That's it's like a thing that Aussie bands do. So we saw lots of different cities that you would move to because there's a saying in Australia. Can I swear on this? The saying is that it's hard to push shit back up that pipe, as in international artists can come to Australia, but it's very hard for Australian acts to break overseas. And I mean, everyone thinks that Aussie bands, like, like they kind of rule the world, and I'm so proud. They don't rule the world, but like, there's so many amazing Australian acts just killing it. Um, but it is difficult like, to sort of break another territory. So when my band broke up, I knew I had to move to another... I wanted to move to another city. Um, and London is quite, it has a quite cultural similarity to Australia in a way that America is like, there's a little more culture shock going to America, like getting used to it kind of. Anyway, maybe it was an easy move, but I, something, I resonated with the city. And to be honest, yeah, it was a time of immense like sadness when I moved to London, but it's definitely one of the most positive things I've ever done in my life. I've lived here for like 11 years now. When lockdown happened, like just made me love London more. It made me realize that I just love the city and all the people in it, despite all the horrible things. You know what? You know what the country's going through. How hard it is to live in London. It's just it's just a very nourishing place still for me. So yeah, so I moved to London because I wanted to be a musician, and yeah, the lamb. In a more professional way, you mean? I mean, because oh, you no. already were a musician. Yeah, with, but, but it was like kind of like a, like for, let's just say, work. Like it was well, like I wanted to sort of go and... Has a better structure here. There's a big music industry in, yeah. in, in London. Well, sorry, in, in the UK. There's a much larger music industry than Australia. I was also running away from my problems, really. And now I find myself here, like very happy and a lot of those problems addressed. So... Yeah, I mean, of course, I've you know, I miss Australia a lot, but I don't. I, I just love living here. It's become my my home. We spoke about home. It's such a funny concept because I I really do feel like as soon as you move, when you're a young person, you don't realize you're so emboldened. You have no idea what you're doing. Like when I left Australia at 23 years old, 22 years old, I had no idea that I would like literally like maybe never move back. You know, like that's a terribly scary thing to do to fly all the way around the world. But you just do that stuff when you're young. And then you're screwed because now you're split in two. Your home's in London, your home's in Australia. I'm sure we all can relate to that. Or maybe not because I said that before and everyone's like, I don't know, Michael. Anyway, that's my hot take. That's my 10 minutes of rambling. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Yeah, actually, my, my story is going to be slightly shorter because I share lots of... No, it's because I <laughs> share easy. so many things with you in, in that matter. So it would be kind of uh, repetitive. Uh, and my, Michael say is very eloquent about that. But it, it's a bit the same. I did my kind of music learning in Paris. I mean, the, the proper like band playing the first concerts and things. After a while, I was finding myself a bit limited over there. And, which is not to say it's about the French scene because... I think it's me and the French scene, and like the kind of music I play and I want to explore. And I didn't know at the time because if you told me in 2010 or 15 years ago, even like I would live in one day in my life in London, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> it was like London was like, it wasn't like my culture really. I mean, I, I love British music, but it wasn't enough for a move. But... For me, what happened with London is like, it was a strange thing. I, I came to visit friends who still live in the same place where I met them like seven, eight years ago. And I just found myself like very comfy here. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't like, oh, well, London is amazing. I want to stay forever. It was more like, 
I think I could do something interesting in here. It was really almost like very, uh, I don't know, very adult in a way. Mm. Uh, it was very strange. And I, I waited like to make sure it was the case. And then I moved six years ago here. And yeah, it's, as, as Michael says, it's one of the best choices in my life. And, you know, also, you know that yourself because you're, you're native from Brazil. Uh, speaking in another language every day in your life is something that really expands your mind, expands your mind. Yeah, that's my story with London. <laughs> I wonder if you could play a couple more songs. Of course, with pleasure. So I'm going to play a cover of the Beatles. And your bird can sing. Exactly, and your bird can sing. It's like one of my favorite songs. But obviously, trying to replicate, especially if you're alone, <laughs> this kind of weird, like crystalline guitars playing, and like so. So what I did when I recorded it is that I wanted to really appropriate the song for myself. So I just slowed it down. I changed a few chords, just harmonized a little bit, and also not trying too hard to imitate the original because it would have been a bit pointless. <laughs> You tell me that you've got everything you want And your bird can sing but you don't get me You don't get me You say you've seen seven wonders And your bird is green but you can't see me You can't see me When your prized possession Start to weigh you down Look at my direction I'll be round I'll be round When your bird is broken Will it bring you down? You may feel a walking I'll be round, I'll be round You tell me that you heard every sound there is And your bird can swing but you can't see me You can't hear me That's amazing. And also like, yeah, as you just played it, like I remember your, your show at Folklore, that was really moving, that performance of that particular song. Thank you, Michael. Uh, I'm going to play another song. long The days going short 
the winter's coming on and your baby's been gone too long la 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 when the cat's away it all goes to the dogs the mice come to play it's no fun at all when your baby's been gone too long la 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 When your baby's been gone and you wish that they wasn't Things just tend to go from bad to worst Not sure what's coming next But I bet it's gonna hurt when your baby's been gone And you wish that they weren't It's the same old song I hear you yawning I know you're bored Still it pours out of me Adding nothing to the world Sticky as oil Pulling creatures underneath the waves Burning holes in the sky Starting wars and just generally Fucking up your day Still I implore Do not stop me if you've heard this one before my baby been gone la 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 when the cat's away the wolves come to the door and then the mice turn and say hey man these ain't our friends they must be yours and the angel in the palm of your hand says, I'm sorry, man, this time I've done all I can, but I do really understand. Your baby's been gone, la, 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 la. When your baby's been gone and you wish that they wasn't, things just tend to go from sad to bleak. If you didn't think that love could bring you to your knees This kind of shit's gonna make you believe When baby comes home, well, I'll be overjoyed Hug her and hold her, never let her leave Raise a glass to the moon and say a prayer for the lovers When your baby's been gone and you wish that there wasn't Thank you for listening to my song, everybody. Wow. So beautiful. I'm very glad I'm, I'm discovering your songs this way because uh, I know the album is one of my favorite. Uh, I love the album, Strange Time. But the first time I'm seeing it, like, on your own. Way back when I was in that first band that I talked about. You've claimed Blue. That's right, yeah. After the band split up, it was great because, like, we weren't getting along. And then all of a sudden, like, we all got our, like, best friends back. Like, we could, we could be friends again. 
And the drummer said to me, Chris said, you know, Michael, you should be a solo artist because if you're a solo artist, and he had this very practical way of thinking, he was like, if you're a solo artist, you can collaborate with whoever you want. If you're in a band, you just have to work with these four people. And I'm very much like, I'm like a Labrador man, like a boy. I'm like a dog. I'm like, I love you. You know, like, I'm like a very gushing sort of, you know, have you seen BoJack Horseman? Not yet. All right. Really want you to. should watch. I'm Mr. Peanut Butter, if, if anyone's seen it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I'm just like, no way, man. But actually, like years later, I took his advice. And like being able to like collaborate with a wide group of people, it's like it's so great. And it like brings so much to your music. Yeah, it's kind of like the kind of the bullshit kind of like, you know, the single, the single artistic genius, which is really just a capitalist model. It's like, it's just like, make sure that one person does everything. So then we can just fucking lock that shit down and then we can just sell it. You know, like, it's like people like they seem to less. So these days seem to like isolate themselves within a kind of controlled creative environment instead of what it should be, which is sprawling out and just like, anyway, so that's, then that's why the crazy family circus band is just like everyone that played on the record which is the most touching thing to being like, oh, yeah, I'll come play at the show too. Anyway, but I should play more on my own. I should have a little more faith in myself. I think it's never a bad idea. So then you can adjust to your needs and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, Clementine, I was, I was talking about, I was actually away for a Shacklewell set, but when you played Folklore, uh, who supported? Who is uh, playing? They're on called that? Platypus Complex. Ah, and then and then the first band was actually secretly. I was Dana Gavansky. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and I play bass with her. Yeah. as well. It was she's, a great. secret set. What Don Vinsky? Don right? Vinsky. Yeah. If you see that on a poster, go go to the gig straight yeah, away. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Clementine was. I was just like, uh, she went to play, and uh, I was like where's all the members of your band? <laughs> she followed two full bands. And I was just like, my heart was just like, Clementine, no, you're not playing solo after the bands. And then it was unbelievable. Like, it was like, so like, it was just like, I was like, how is she, she going to follow the bands? And then it, it really was Thank you. a very, very powerful show. One of my influences for that is, uh, and I know you know her, is Leticia Sadier from, yeah. from Sterola because yeah, she's yeah. she's immense artist uh, and she's very uh, experienced, of course, because she's been doing that for like thirty years now. But I saw her many times playing on her own, and like she's she's an orchestra by herself. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter really. Of course, being surrounded by your mates and uh, it's something else, and it brings music towards other places. But I think it's not to say that there is one version which which is less and less interesting because it's on your own. And mm. it's not like a qualitative thing. It's more like you need to make it your own. Like instead of saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to do whatever with the band because anyway, it's going to sound better. It's not true. Uh, so I think it's, it's interesting to think twice. And often, to be very honest, a lot of practical reasons for that, of course, mm. uh, which are <laughs> how much they pay you. But there's so many things like practical practicalities. I, I supported Big Thief, like the American band, like three years ago like that, because, I mean, it's hard to travel with your mates. And uh, and also, I don't know, I feel like it, it's really fulfilling as an artist to, you need to... Uh, make your own like where you are and you need to integrate everyone and so yeah it's it's kind of a rite of passage i guess also your songs are very like i was thinking the other reason that like it's always like the mega band is because i've written <laughs> i've chosen to write especially recently such 
bloody complicated arrangements, which are really hard to strip back to acoustics. Like, I can only really play half the record on acoustic, but your songs, they work. It's classic songwriting, guys, as, as you've heard, as you know. <laughs> Thank you. Both of you released this year your records during lockdown, post-lockdown. Mm. How was it? How was the recording process? Was it during lockdown or did you start before that? So my recording process was that I was basically in, in my bedroom under the loft bed, classic. Uh, had some drum stems and then I was started to write on the acoustic. Like Clem said, it was just like the obvious thing. You know, you're, you can't like plug in and like start wailing on the guitar. Well, they did choose to learn, this, like, really double down on my saxophone playing at this point, which was possibly not the great. It wasn't the best for my marriage. We got through it. Mm. <laughs> uh, but then it, it felt like, um, in a way, like, for me, the kind of isolation. So I started to, like, reach out to people to get them to send email me parts. Uh, and then having relationships with people in that way was really amazing because, like, the network of friends and musicians and stuff. And I remember the first show that we did back uh, it was like a reduced capacity one at the seabright arms and i was just like oh my god like because i just even like seeing my friend who worked at the bar that i hadn't seen i was like this whole community that was just such a big part of my life and i saw all the time all of a sudden like i was just so filled up with joy to see them all and i didn't even you know anyway i was connecting with the community but also i felt like it didn't feel like making like a stripped back record it felt like the isolation let my kind of mind go much much wider then it had gone it just like sort of spread out and and that's i guess how i was like i want to make like a weird spiritual jazz 60s uh psychedelic pop sound on this track you know what i mean i, I want this to be like incredibly expansive and then you can because of computers so that's good it was one of the best things that ever happened to me as a songwriter that like lockdown Because it took all the pressure off. It was like, you're not going to get a record deal ever now, man. Because the music industry is dead. You know? Like, that's, that was the kind of thing. It was like, there's no more gigs. Everything, it's over. And so it was like, cool, just make some music then. And now it turns out it's not dead. So that's cool. And for me, in early 2020, when all that stuff happened, uh, I just had released on Lost Map Records my first album, Le Continent, and I was meant to be playing it and touring. Uh, hopefully, I had a few festivals booked. And so the album, it got uh, some attention and like, and now people are talking about it. And even, it's, I feel like the cycle is not over with the album. It's quite funny. But yeah, I, I just relied on some, a few grounds actually from Art Council and a few things I got lucky with. And I was commissioned a piece by the French Institute. They realized they had some French citizens in this country. So, because they couldn't make people coming here. Uh, they relied on us, so, so it was kind of the weird after effects of the pandemic. When you're you're not a native here, like it's like people remember you because they need to make content. And I'm not saying that to dismiss the experience, because I think they really liked what I was doing. But it was also like a very good conjunction of of sort in in this bad period. Sorry, it's a little parenthesis. Uh, but then I found myself in September where, when last year when it was in lockdown for like a little while wanting to make the second album with the guy, the people I'm playing with. And we we recorded four songs around that time. And I was really confident, like, we would go on studio once or twice a month and, like, 
pile up songs until like, we, we reach an album, but after November 2020 arrived and then it's, it's like the whole stuff stayed for at least six months. And when that new lockdown arrived, it wasn't like f slightly eerie as the first one. It was really depressing. It was the most depressing time ever. It, right? it, was, it was really awful. And, you know, I'm... Like many people, I'm consensitive, so my mental health can shift somewhere sometimes. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to get very depressed if I don't do anything to with my life. And at the moment, and I couldn't really reasonably bring people to the studio because there are some rules, and you know, it was I didn't, I didn't want to pressure anyone. And I had this fantasy of making an acoustic guitar album uh, for a long time. And one of my influences for the album is. Uh, Caetano Veloso album he made in the 80s for the American Nonsuch album uh, uh, label sorry mm. uh, because he was commissioned to hit the, the American market so he re-recorded his, his standards uh, but just him and his guitar but at the time I discovered the album uh, I didn't know well about his life and his story and I really thought they were composed and written for that album only And the album was just him and a, a bit of percussion. There is an amazing cover of Michael Jackson in the album as well, uh, called Billie Jean. And it was a huge, like, I was like, oh, you can do that. And being cap uh, you can captivate an audience. It doesn't matter. You don't need to, have, uh, to be overproduced. Or, I mean, he always had very good taste in production in general, Caetano. Mm. But, but that, that album was really, really a landmark for me. But also because it's my first album of him. And then I, I discovered the same songs, but really arranged and a lot of, <laughs> sometimes even cheese on it. I love cheese, don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, so, so that was the influence. So that, that's how it happened. And then the, the songs of Resilience Name is a kind of pun on the songs of experience uh, title, like from William Blake and like, Uh, and it was the times we were, and like, and so I, I wrote this uh, 11 songs in like 10 days, and I, I recorded them on the go on the studio, because wow. uh, I really, I really wanted to have like a very, very uh, limited time. Like, he had even if it was bad, it had to be done. Like, it doesn't, it didn't matter. And, Fearless. But that, that's <laughs> when she told me she was going to do that, I was like. Okay, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a lot. No, but I can't, I can't believe that you did it like that. It's amazing. Um, I'm 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 lucky, but also because uh, I think it had the effect of creating a bubble, and you know, it's those moments where it's something where yeah, creating stuff like is kind of uh, it can helps help. Sometimes it's not good to be in a bubble, but sometimes it's quite handy. <laughs> and in those moments, it was very handy. It it is mental. Like songs of resilience is is kind of your, like, lockdown record. Yeah. And then Strange Time is, like, my... Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, kind of really highlights, like, the kind of complete, like... I guess, but, yeah, the thing the thing that, like, it also, yeah, like, exactly the same as you, like, one month later or two months later, I, like, realized how sad that I was and started recording a new album, like, sort of straight away. Yeah. Um, which is just getting finished now, which is also, like, the complete opposite of... Was that how many months? Is that 10 months? Opposite of Clem's uh, 11 days, 10 songs. But yeah, it was, it was short as well. It was the drive to, it was the, same with Strange Time. It was like this feeling of like, I am just here now and I can't cope with it. I just need to do this. And then, um, and then that just like, there was a big fire to create something like as a, almost like a therapy for yourself. Yeah, and like to is. express your almost understand the world by like naming it which i guess is like a big part of why i write songs is like so i can understand 
what I'm feeling, you know, and what the fuck's going on. And maybe then somebody else also recognizes that feeling. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that was a very powerful urge to to name and and kind of gain some kind of power or just understanding and some kind of he- healing or therapy from the from the whole experience. And I must say about his album Strange Time, and I actually heard a bit of a new one as well. But I'm going to talk about Strange Time. Uh, that album is impressed me a lot because it doesn't sound like as a composite album where lots of people send their parts through internet. It sounds very much played together, or at yeah. least uh, it's very interesting for that because, yeah, it w- it works. And I don't know how you did that because that would be uninvolved. <laughs> Being a total nerd. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how. And, and a really amazing mixer, Ari. Who, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I need to remember that. Being being nerdy, I think, was was yeah. the real... That's the thing me and Ari probably <laughs> used, the nerd, the nerd factor. The nerd oh. factor. Great. Being a nerd is very cool, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think the contrast of your albums is, is amazing and how they are deep in their own particular ways. Mm. Like you are being so full of, mm. so mm. full of elements and Clem being more by herself, but still both of them very touching and deep and very of their own times. Thank you. Well, on time. Thanks, Pedro. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for your support. I, yeah. Thanks for listening to our albums. Yeah, it, it definitely means, means a lot. And have, having yeah. I think that's what Pedro was really asking. It's like you were, we told you how we made them, but really, what you were like, what was it like putting it out? And that was really amazing because it was like kind of just the songs that you made all by yourself and with with your friends, or you know, and then all of a sudden people heard them and that connected i was like no one's gonna care about this you know i think that's kind of like what everyone thinks anyway but um the the feeling of putting it out was a very like crazy yeah just it was a really wonderful way to like maybe a very complicated way to like connect with your friends or connect with people like maybe you could have just called them and said hi but it was a very it was a very wonderful feeling to have people listen and say yeah wow that's amazing like you know that that's really cool what you did like I really like it in a way that's kind of it was different to normal because you get so much more feedback all the time when you're doing shows, trying a new song out, etc. I don't know. It's amazing. It's not a good answer, but it's true that it was amazing to to put it out. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it's a bit strange with Songs of Resilience because it was released for the New Year's Eve, uh, for New, New, New Year of 2021. And it was also part of a, like it was almost given as a postcard to some lost map subscribers. Some Lots of people heard it at Christmas. The thing is, like, during those times, everything was so... I mean, we were living on our houses, literally, in our houses, and I didn't have a feedback around that time about the album, not much. And it feels like now it's happening. And that's very strange, because since I played it this summer at, at Folklore in London, and then I had a few shows, I'm doing one... Uh, oh, but it's gonna be the past when you you broadcast this uh, this show. So I'm not talking. About I did a show last week, for example, at King's Place, and the same. I I played uh, songs of resilience, and now I'm I'm f- I'm, f- I'm just finding my album. It's so weird, like because in my head I was like, oh yeah, let's move on to the next one, uh, which I'm do uh, I want to do. Don't get me wrong, but and now I'm like, oh, wait a second, like it's not only over with this one, and it's good because I think people are catching up with it, uh, and I'm kind of glad it's happening now, like. 
so yeah it's almost like uh, we released it and I was a bit yeah whatever let's move on to something else but I think it was fair enough because last winter it was very difficult to understand what could be done but it's now why you realize that there is this fantasy about everything is happening on the internet but actually that's not true and the fact that you you are able to play them in public makes you realize lots of what it's all about as well even if you play in front of 10 people or or way more than 10 people uh, it doesn't matter really because you ha you have very uh, deep contact with uh, someone but also as an audience myself seeing lots of shows at the moment you know it's where it's so important. I also want to deeply connect with Songs of Resilience on vinyl. Yeah. I, Please. I know I'm going to ask. What's my record? Please, please uh, press it. <laughs> no. You, you have two people. You, are you going to get one, Pedro? Totally. Yeah, yeah we've got two buyers, guys. Okay, we've got on. two. <laughs> no, but Can we do a run of two? Yeah, but I think we need to wait until uh, Fleetwood Mac uh, is t they're still repressing oh some, some yellow vinyls of their Rumors album. And so it, no, but apparently it's delaying all the plants. And, and no, so Fleetwood Mac only is just an example. It's like a... There it's like a, the joke which is like running around at the moment. It's like, yeah, it's it's rumors. <laughs> there's, there's that meme. That people, it's so bad that people started sharing memes about the vinyl plant. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I don't It was know a that. meme that went around. I think it was when it was like... Because now I, I heard that it's like getting back to like six months. But at one point it was like 13 months. I tried to repress Strange Time. And it was like fourteen months until you can get your your records. And I was like, yeah, there's no there's no real guarantees that so, the world will even exist by that point. <laughs> we could have just imploded or caught fire. Boris Johnson presses the red button that says "Do not press." You know, whatever. Huh? Uh, nice, nice prospects. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. What what is it? There's fifty fifty years to live. That was three years ago, right? So it's only forty seven years left. You, you see that report when when it said like we have 50, 50 years until the world becomes un, uninhabitable. Uh, it came out before before the pandemic. Now there's now there's even more like sort of it's just like the huge plastic islands, but now they're just made of masks and they're like the plastic continent. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to get all doom and gloom, but yeah, forty seven years left, everyone. So let's get cracking. Let's make forty seven albums. Forty seven albums. That's the only way to do it. So maybe you could play us a couple more songs now. You got it, baby. Yeah. So I'm going to play two other songs from this album. Into the distance the sunshine is waiting in the sky. Stronger 
walls span the wood and spring the harvest scoping the river is shouting like a bomb the current is too strong a simple fever I love you I'm tired to be Waiting in the sky Into the distance The sunshine Is glowing by all sides Thank you. The next song is called, it's in French, a little bit of Frenchness in the studio. Uh, it's called uh, Nos Instants Sauvages, which would be translated by All Wild Moments, maybe. Si tu dois partir, emmène un souvenir, nos instants sauvages. Les nuages sur la piste, les lumières se tamisent, au loin c'est l'orage. Le tumulte de la nuit, un arbre perd ses racines, nos corps se dégagent. Dans les gouttières, les barrières qui se ferment, je cherche un passage. Sans penser à demain, l'été qui nous retient, le soir nous voit très bien. Les barrières et les mots, et le quai du métro, et si les liens qui nous soutiennent se détachent. Je saurais te voir graviter dans l'espace Un vieux papier peint, le désir qui se teint, la vie qui se fâche il suffit d'un instant, le temps de bien comprendre, le souffle se relâche. Si tu dois partir, emmène un souvenir, nos instants sauvages. Sans penser à demain, l'été qui nous retient, le soir nous va très bien. Les caresses et les mains et le quai du métro Et si les liens qui nous soutiennent se détachent Je saurais te voir graviter dans l'espace 
This song is called A Long Day, and this song is like a cycle, um, and that kind of made me feel like it's kind of like the, the weary feeling of getting up, doing something, going to bed, getting up the next day. And, um, but then at one point, you realize that you've been doing that for such a long time. You see something that kind of connects you to the past and the present all at one moment, and that's kind of what this song is about. The song says it better than I can tell you. At the end of a long day Begins another day At the end of a long list Begins another list And all the things she said you was gonna do Just keep on, on Catching up to you And getting in the way Of that one thing You really want Wanna do I wake with the bakers And go haunting the arches the ghosts there encounter a struggling artist Tipping the bums and the pigeons with ride Cause you can't take it with you So I wave them goodbye as I watch them take off Hope they come down easy And the angels have already gone Gone from this place Driven out of this city I heard that might be the case Driven out of this city Even further than Margate Driven away At the end of a long day Just gone lunch At the edges of a conversation Your fantasy may be fed if not the busman could help you beat your escape Down the limehouse at a breakneck pace Slipping through the cracks in the rain Trying to resist The unspeakable emptiness 
That taps with its bony fingers Through its ragged cloak Tap, tap, tapping on your shoulder Taunting you to turn around It's ready with the net At the end of a long day We have each other At the end of a long winding staircase There are the covers that cover our bodies But not my toes I lie very still And try not to wriggle At the end of a long night I hope everything's gonna be all right well, Thanks for this, it was amazing And I was wondering about your other bands Like you were in If Klein Blue mm -hmm. and Many Things uh -huh, yeah. And you with Water Babies, you also play with Well, yeah Snap Dankos Snap Dankos, yeah Dana Gavansky Dana, um, I just... Aha Sounds Collective. Aha Sounds. Uh, recently... Oh, yeah. I kind of started... It's You're the first to know, actually. Uh, yeah, we, we, we started a new band with Toby from Posi. Uh, Jacek Janewski, who is an amazing uh, guitarist and multi-instrumentist. It's like more post-punk than, than my music. It's quite funny. Mm. And the band is going to be called El Gizmo. Nice. Um, Sweet. Like the gremlin. Yeah, exactly. But it also means like a gadget or something in English. Gizmo, yeah. Um, and yeah, I played with lots of... Uh, it's something I really uh, got, got very lucky in London. It's like I, I, I found myself uh, playing bass with lots of artists. And sometimes for one-offs, but very cool artists. So I met many people that way. This yeah. way, Michael mentioned his going solo thing, and how was it for you? To to, to go. going solo, yeah. Um, well, it happened at the same time as I moved here, uh, because I had this band, as you mentioned before, called Water Babies, and what I was doing is like I was writing all the music and a few of the lyrics as well, and I was, I was. It took me a while. Now I'm I'm way better with that. But it took me until recently. I wasn't sure with my voice. I had always like, uh, yeah, lack of. I don't know. I know. I know. It's a, it's quite original voice, and so you know you need to time sometimes to appropriate it properly. And so I was giving my songs to other people because I felt they had better voices. Up until like they got very nice with me in a way, but I was saying, oh, come on, like, please do your own stuff. Stop messing around and like, and then giving us this thing. And like, you, you, you must, you, you need to play your songs. And so they kind of like disbanded the whole thing. And they said, no, I'm, I'm quitting this band. Like, do your stuff solo, come on. And it was nothing like acrimonious or we were very good friends, but they were like more feeling something wasn't working I mean, the band was super cool, but it was it was more that 
it had to do with something that needed to be more right. And this had to happen with me. So in a way, I was almost forced to go solo. <laughs> but it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a thing where, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I started producing music, like recording myself. Mm. was a, Or not like, you, you. I think that's like a really lovely story. And like you, it's hard sometimes to have like confidence in yourself though you very rightly shouldn't have and i'm sure and you do have confidence in yourself so your friends did an amazing thing but yeah also sometimes like there is like a need to do there is a need to do it and sometimes you just run out of people to do it with or to ask to help and then you just like are basically forced to do it yourself because you don't really have a choice about whether you're doing it or not yeah you just like have to do it and so yeah that can cause you to Discover things about yourself, right? It's quite, it's quite cool. Definitely. Or keep you trapped in a terrible series of life decisions where you prioritize music over almost everything else. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it, definitely. And, yeah. and you, you, at some point, yeah, believe you need to listen to your inner voice if, you're, if it's what it is. It can be many, many other things, but in all cases, it's music. Last year, I started on the show a series of covers of Brazilian music called On Your Own Cover. Yeah, amazing. And I've been making them available on Bandcamp on compilations. Mm. And now the money goes to an independent venue in Rio called Audio Rebel. We've raised a bit over 280 pounds so far since last year. And <laughs> and I would like to thank <laughs> both of you because I've asked Clem to record a song because I know of her passion for Brazilian music. And she said, oh, can I invite a friend to record with me? And that was MF. Mm. And they chose Chico França's song, Promessas e Previsões, that Ana Frango Eletrico recorded on her second album, uh, Little Electric Chicken Heart. And What a name. Yeah. It's yeah. The eponymous record, really. <laughs> well, Ana Frango Eletrico means Ana Electric Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to add the heart. <laughs> That's what and you need, an electric chicken. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Pedro, for... Yeah, like, thank you for having th- us. Thank you, thank you, Clem, for asking me. Because that was... Basically, Brazilian music is the absolute bollocks. Like, it's amazing. And I feel like I was impoverished. Leonard Cohen always uses the term poverty, like some kind of spiritual poverty. And I was impoverished before... I truly like got interested in Brazilian music. It's the most incredible music <laughs> yeah. probably th- the world has ever seen. So it was really great to do that. Yeah, it's an incredible. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's so rich of so many genres, and like it's like a whole continent by itself. And also, I need to thank you because I remember I asked you during the lockdown some some recommendations of contemporary stuff, and you sent me that album first. So you you made me discover Ana Fra- Frango Electrico. Oh, that's cool. Well, because something that that needs to be a bit said is like lots of uh, the thing we have here in Europe, and at least in France, and and I guess here. We've got maybe a bit of culture in in Brazilian music, but it's it, it's also music from the past, which I absolutely love and will listen forever. But sometimes it's not totally updated, uh, and so we don't have really, apart from a few bands that, that break through internationally, and sometimes they're not really the the ones I listen to in Brazil actually. 
or, or less. Uh, we have a very poor knowledge of what's happening. And, and so this, this singer, for example, Ana Frango Electrico, uh, for me, was, uh, I was so glad to discover, to, to being able to listen to something fresh and new and like obviously influenced by a lot of stuff we all already love. But she's great. She's an incredible artist. And so thank you for that. I think it's very good to remember that uh, it's not only like the, the gems from the 70s, it's also still happening. And having lived a bit there, I can t testify that it's an incredible uh, country for live music and, and, and discovering new artists. It is, it is. And hopefully Anna will be here some touring. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, That'd yeah. be sick. Oh, yeah, we'll be on the front row. <laughs> yeah. I would like to thank both of you for taking up the challenge and recording Please. the song. I, I love it, how it sounds. The English translation is great. I'm really glad Chico França and Anna both also loved your version. Yeah, um, it was really touching. Like, it was really... Um It was really nice to like actually hear from them. That was like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was lovely. It was, uh, yeah. If it's a, he won my heart. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And I wonder if we could finish the session with both of you playing that song. And why not? We would love to. So many thanks to Clementine March. Obrigada, Pedro. And MF Tomlinson for Thank being you. here. Thank you. It means a lot and great joy to have the both of you here together. Mm -hmm. Also many thanks to Joe Thank for recording. You. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. And promessas e previsões. What does it mean already for listeners? Promises. And predictions. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, promises and predictions. Yeah. <laughs> great lyrics. Yeah, lovely. Lovely songs. Song about cyborgs. And a cyborg in a boa constrictor <laughs> dying in in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> What do you need more? That's a promise. You may not like it, but I will not speak another word. It's written on old clothes, blue sky far away down the road. Pode não gostar, mas não vou mais falar palavra Escrita numa roupa velha, seu azul longe na estrada Pierces the eye of this hurricane Venha pisar na grama Na varanda Cantarola Ali Oka É miragem É miragem Fora sem a Speak another word. Escrita numa roupa velha, seu azul.
Another word. 